The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 till 11. Mitchell's front page for Monday Sports Panel. Bucket is on the line. Good morning, Bucket. How are you? Good morning, Mitch, and how are you? I'm very, very well indeed. It's good to see like a bit of a clearing sky going on out this way. Beautiful. That's what we like for a Monday, and uh, looks like Wednesday is going to be a very nice day weather-wise as well. And Peter Kelly is on the line. Morning, Peter. Uh, good morning, Mitchell. Good morning, uh, Bucket. Yes, uh, an interesting weekend. Uh, in uh, in racing, but um, yeah, plenty of other sports. So, well, we better start by talking about the Fremantle Dockers because that's the team that we're up to. And uh, Bucket was just telling me and reminding me off air that they haven't really had a very long history. Uh, that's no, true. And, uh, and basically, uh, at the, but at the same time, they've been in quite a few uh, fifteen finals games. Yeah, they've won six and lost nine. Yeah, like it's pretty pretty interesting. Like Pavlich and, and Sandy Lands have played fifteen each. So, so basically, they've been the, basically the backbone of the side. Like the twenty one in the twenty one ladder, they 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 finish with ten wins and twelve losses and a very low percentage of just over eighty six. So that's a Pretty, pretty interesting thing. They've used the 39 players, not, not, not afraid to bring in new players, five, five first year players, and gee, yeah, and with the loss of players like, uh, uh Fife and those guys like him, only had short seasons because of injuries, yeah, yeah, it certainly makes it a hard road, but, uh, yeah, the big improvement for the Fremantle Dockers, I thought, was the bloke who came from just down the road from, uh, from, from, from Geelong was Sean Darcy, like, uh, gee whiz, he's played a total now sixty-two games. He's all Australian ruck in the in in, in the all Australian squad and things like that. And gee whiz, he 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 has been a great a great asset asset to him. Like as far as the ruckman is is concerned, and I just can't understand why Geelong couldn't he you know, couldn't have got 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 a hold of him. Mm, yeah, no, you know you're right there, Bucket Mitchell. Um, Sean Darcy was one of their uh, their highs and. Uh, Luke Ryan, I, I, look, I think the biggest problem that they've had, and especially the last couple of years under, this will be Justin Longmuir's third year, I think, as a coach, um, but they've been hit by injuries um, in, the, in the last three years. And, and as you say, folks like Nat Fife, Michael Walters, Alex Pierce, Hayden Young, um, you know, they just miss so much uh, football and it just makes it very hard when you have got a reasonably young side and trying to uh, to get that right balance. So, um, But there's plenty of positives for them. I mean, if they can, you know, if they can overcome this injury problem and you're right Bucket they've got the yips up forward a bit haven't they um, that's yeah, as you said with their percentage show that but you know you've got someone like Joel Hamlin like he'll come back into that he's played one game in two years they've got a couple of recruits will probably um, step straight into that side and um, I think Jordan Clark you know he'll probably finish up doing a bit of time out there on the wing and I think Will Brody now that uh, Adam Zera has gone or Kara to uh, Carlton I think Brody will come in uh, and probably get uh, a few more uh, minutes in the midfield to cover his loss. And uh, and I think Rory Robb, you know, despite wanting to trade to GWS, um, led him up uh, up forward to, uh, you know, he's a high flyer and, and good contested marker. So um, I think he'll, he, he'll put all that behind him. So I'm... Um, and their draft picks, they've got picks 6, 19 and 28. So they're pretty well placed in the draft too, Bucket. So it um, it'll all depend, as I said... Injuries will be the yes. be the huge factor for for Frio as to where they play finals or finish you know around that tenth to thirteenth or whatever. 
Yeah, I think the last time they played in the finals was, was 2015, so there's a bit of a gap to start now, but open up there, and, mm. and they've got to get those players, like, like uh, you know, some of those players have been very good players over the years, you know, like Darcy Brayshaw, Sarong, you know, those sort yes. of guys, you know, and um, Monday, boy, dear, what a veteran he, he's turning out there. A wonderful footballer, and I, I think that it's sort of side they could finish here you know, pretty close to the eighth this year, surely. I think. Yeah, well, that's right. I mean, that'll, that'll be the thing. I think. I think if they have a, a clear run uh, and get a settled side on those injuries, I said, I think they can. They could sneak into the eight. I really do. So, yeah. um, you know, Liam Henry, as you say, Liam Henry, I think he was picked nine. Hayden Young, we mentioned, and you mentioned Carl Sarong. These three boys, you know, they're they're, they're from the twenty nineteen draft, so they're. You know, they step up another notch um, next season. Yeah, it's not all doom and gloom there. And I say they uh, they weren't sort of uh, dictated to by the Geelong Football Club because I I understand Geelong uh, hanging out there to get that higher pick at, at, at number nineteen. I understand the player that they're interested in is the, the son of of Paul Brown, the former Geelong player. Is that right? Have you heard that story? Uh, yeah, that, that's that is the word. Yes, you're right there, Bucket. Yeah, exactly. I think so the player really I'll be watching is, and you mentioned his name, Jordan Clark, of course, to see how he goes. And will Geelong regret not giving him more game time? I think he's got a lot of potential, but uh, still a little bit of a way to go, obviously. And Geelong was quite a competitive list this year, I think. Mm. Yeah. No, it's, um, it will be, uh, it'll be interesting. And the draft, I'm looking forward to the draft. I know it's a little way off, but uh, there's some good young talent coming out. So um, they to be picked up. And we probably have to mention that. Sorry, Bucket, go ahead. Pretty interesting with the draft. A couple of the sides there showed a little interest, like St Gilda and Melbourne. You can understand Melbourne not taking too much interest in it. But you would have thought that St Gilda would have been really interested in the the draft and try and pick up a a future star. Yeah, I think they might have a couple of years ago. They might have... um given away a few draft picks and, you know, they just tried to patch that side up with experienced players and it, it really hasn't worked for St Kilda. But, yeah. so, uh, yeah, that, that's one of the reasons there. I think they, uh, yeah. And what do you think about these long contracts, you know, like a, a guy left Geelong and went over to uh, Fremantle, he's got a four-year contract. Like, even a, a player here in Geelong, he struggles to get a four-year contract. Mm, yeah, well, I'm not a big rat for that. I, I, I mean, maybe... Three years, four tops to give them stability, but some of these other contracts now, seven, eight years, yeah, it's a big, it's a big. I mean, we don't see the actual contract, so we obviously don't know what uh, clauses are in there. You know, whether they have to finish in the, you know, the top whatever in their best and fairest, and if they're hit by injury, you know, they only get a percentage of their payments, etc. But yeah, I'm not. Um, I know the players and the managers are pushing hard for that, um, for that, st- you know, stability. Mm. But uh, yeah, some interesting contracts. Um, it is, it I think really you, interesting. Once upon a time, if you got a two-year contract, you were doing very, very well, and basically, like basically mid, mid, mid all the way through the season, you could go up to Camberdown and Warrnambool, pick up a player, and bring him back and put him straight in the side. <laughs> Times have changed. You can't mention <laughs> the Fremantle Dockers surely without mentioning their club song. Oh well, yeah, <laughs> yes, undoubtedly voted uh, in the top eighteen of the club songs. I have no doubt, eighteenth. <laughs> I would have thought so. They, they, they sing it with a bit of gusto when they win, though, don't they? 
Yeah, yeah, they do. I mean, yeah. um, I know that they were looking at changing it. I think they did actually change it significantly uh, a few years ago uh, in that it used to be a lot longer and <laughs> even more mundane. Uh, but the fan, like, they tried to change it to some more abstract thing or something, but the fans said, no, um, this is our yeah. song and we want to fundamentally keep it. They've tidied it up a little bit, but it's still fundamentally the same. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, man it looks like they've got a, a good leader there, like in, in Peter Bell, he's gone back into a, a administration and that type of thing. And, and he seems to have his fingers right on the pulse all, all, all the time, I think. Yeah, uh, he's straightened things up there. He's uh, yeah, a very smart operator and uh, and uh, has uh, certainly sorted a few things out, I think, over there. So. Uh, stood on some toes, but uh, I think it down the track. Yeah, I, th- I think it's a good future for free out the next three or four years. And I have no doubt that the coach is uh, is the right man in Justin Justin oh, Longmuir. He's a cool customer, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Do we have a uh, an anticipated ladder position for the Dockers in twenty twenty two? I think they can possibly uh, finish on the fringe of the top eight. Yeah, basically, got to remember they got those eleven games here, like played in Western Australia, and that's a big advantage. You know, to have those sort of games over there, and uh, gee whiz, like I know they might travel a little bit, but at the same time, playing on what should is their home ground, that should be a big advantage over there. I think. Well, yeah. Well, look, look apart from the last, well, the last two uh, rounds, they, they were they were in the top, they were in the eight, two two rounds to go this year. So, yeah, look, I, I can see them finishing between seventh and tenth. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Well, uh, that's the Fremantle Dockers, and I believe next week are we up to Geelong already. Oh, Geelong. Um, well, well, Mitch, I think you better give us a, a proper a- analyst of the Geelong Football Club because there's been a few changes made down there and <laughs> some are a little bit surprising in, in, in my uh, opinion. They, they, they found a way to give uh, Scotty some help and we've been crying out for t- changes all, all, all for, for quite a long time. All of a sudden somebody says, yeah, Scotty needs help. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, yeah, I'll, well, I'll do my research and hit the books and come back to you next week. Uh, Now, uh, the weekend of Cricket Bucket, I think that's what you were predominantly watching over the weekend, is that right? Oh, yes, it was a good result by the Australian side to come out and beat South Africa. I know know it was only a narrow margin, it was only a low score, but at the same time, you know, the openers, you know, sort of fell down again. Some people will jump straight on those two guys, and, you know, but there's going to come a night where, you know, when they come out and hit top form, and there's no reason why why this Australian side, you know, sort of can't go a long way in this World Cup series, I think. What do you think, Chris? Yeah, no, I agree. I agree there. Uh, Bucket, yes. Yes, and and on the on the cricket, I see that um, local uh, cricket will be starting on November the thirteenth. Uh, with all grades playing one day matches, uh, start off so thirteenth of November, local cricket commences. Yeah, what do you reckon of the Australian women in the soccer? They come back with a big victory over Brazil, didn't they? Yeah, like three one, and gee whiz, it just it just highlights that they had a little bit of an off period there. But but at the same time, oh gee, there's some class players in in, in amongst those ladies there who play play soccer for for Australia. Yeah, they did have that little bit of a a, a slump uh, in form, but um, yeah, as you say, Bucket, they bounced back. Uh, yeah, I, I think they're a very good, very good team. So I think they've sorted out a few little uh, areas, and uh, yeah, and hopefully it's um, it's all good from here on. Yeah, 
Yes, it'll be interesting. Yeah, Peter, you've been interested in uh, calling uh, uh, race horses and uh, in races and things like that. How hard is that little job? Yeah, yeah. To see that uh, yeah, that uh, Cox Plate yeah, performed there on Saturday was uh, like the horses bumped into one another and then it goes to a, uh, like a, a shorter uh, half head margin and things like that. And it was what half hour yeah, yeah, over a protest and things like that. So it's, well, it's pretty hard, isn't it? Yeah, that was a, that was a good race, and was um, and I think we're very fortunate. We got some the best callers going around. And Matt Hill calling here in uh, in Melbourne is uh, is a brilliant caller, absolutely He's brilliant, brilliant. Isn't he? Yeah, and, they, and he did a very good job over there doing the rowing at the Olympics, etc. So, yeah, very nice person, and yes. uh, and yeah, we've been blessed there. But uh, yeah, I have to take my hat off to his callers. I was fortunate; I had to call the greyhounds. I only had eight to worry about, Ron. <laughs> Yeah, but, uh, yeah, they had the colours. All these different names. How do, how do they arrive at these different names of the horses and greyhounds oh, and the trotters yeah. and things like that? Oh, yeah, yeah, there's some interesting names coming up. But uh, sometimes you have to put 30 or 40 in before they uh, accept one. Yeah. All right, well, we have yeah. to take a break and we'll come back after the break and talk local cricket and football. You've got a couple of news updates for us, Peter, so just stand by. And just about there for the day, Wes is with you after the 11 o'clock news. But, Petty, you've got a couple of local updates for us. Uh, as I said uh, very quickly, Mitchell, uh, November the 13th, uh, Geelong Cricket Association starts off round one. Uh, Bannockburn, the last club uh, in local football to announce their coaches for next season. And Jack Broman, who uh, are a very good player there. And uh, he will uh, joint coach with uh, Ron Pilgrim, Ronnie Pilgrim, coming back to the club after having coached them 2007 and then 2010, 2011. So joint coaches there at Bannockburn. And very you quickly... Think, you think he's been out of football, Leo, you know, playing video for, for too long? Did he get oh, back to the game? Yeah, I think he's been around. He's been watching... I've seen him at a few games, so he's been keeping his eye on, it, on everything. So nice little plum coaching job, though. Um, oh, like, yeah. you know... Yeah, I think that both of them, that'll be, that'll be a good combination. And, of course, tonight is the Neville Whitley medal um, for the best and fairest in the Geelong District Football League. And uh, I, that's an online um, uh, medal count. And uh, I'm tipping that maybe that famous name Donahue may, uh, may be at the top of the leaderboard Ooh. at the end of the night. All right, we'll see what happens. What about the, what about the new boss of the, of the uh, AFL Barwin? Uh, yes, yes, and, of course, Bruce Harwood. Yes. Former mayor and former president of um, Geelong Amateurs uh, has taken over as the uh, regional Geelong manager of AFL Bar. Good appointment. Good well, I better appointment. go to a very quick final word, Bucket. Yes, it's going to be interesting. It's so hard to predict you know, the future of anything, I think, at this stage. Yes, I think that's right. And Peter? Uh, yeah, just uh, finally, just all the best tonight to um, to the uh, to the players for the uh, for the Neville Whitley Medal, and uh, what a great uh, administrator is Neville Whitley. So, Absolutely. Uh, good luck for everyone tonight. Thanks, everyone. Uh, we'll talk to you again next Monday, where we'll look at the Geelong Football Club and other issues, and probably a lot of spring racing, carnival, and Melbourne Cup thrown in there as well. Might have to see if we can do the phantom call. The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 to 11. Or search for Mitchell's Front Page on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or wherever you get your podcasts.